0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Random Encounter Two Eight Two or Two Hundred and Eighty Two. My name is John O'Logan, and we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, there have been quite a few games that have been released lately, and uh, I really, really, really want to talk about one of them uh, because it's uh, well, it's it's like a it's like a dragon, and uh, you know we talk about like a dragon a lot, but I'm going to talk about it a lot more this time because I just finished the latest like a dragon game, and I have a lot of thoughts about it. Uh so we're gonna jump straight into that in just a minute, but first let me introduce the panel today. Joining us are another big Lego like dragon fan, Solosi. You lit the dragon signal and I came along. <laughs> just a big signal in the sky. Kiryu shows up. I mean Kiryu does like beat the crap out of criminals to a ridiculous degree. And yeah, basically Kiryu is Batman. I-, I can go for that. Um and we also have Izzy. Izzy, hello. Hello. So, uh, like I said, we have a lot to talk about, so we're just gonna jump straight into it today. So uh, like a dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, got released last last week. Yeah, last week, because we're recording this uh on Thursday. And uh I had it for a little bit before that, so I got to review it, and uh, the review is up on the site if you want to check that out. I have not felt this conflicted about a Yakuza game for a long time. A long, long, long time. Um In many ways, this was what I expected because it is a shorter Yakuza game uh, or Like a Dragon game. You know what? Actually, I say this in the review. Uh, This is a Yakuza game. It just is. Like a Dragon is the brand moved forward. It moved past it. It moved to the world Ichiban and also like Judgment and that kind of thing. This is not that. This is very much a throwback to Yakuza. This is a Yakuza game which is not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, we'll get into it. So anyway, Solosi, you actually started uh, playing this last night, and uh, you are currently at the midway through the second chapter, I believe, right?
1: Yes. Um. It came out at midnight Wednesday night, so uh, Thursday the 9th is the official release date. I am a couple hours in, um, and... Uh, I, I'm I'm basically with you. I mean, I, I read your review. You gave it a score in the 70s, and this is uh, at the risk of sounding like someone much younger than I am, a very very mid game. Mm-hmm. Like th- th- this does not have the like incredible writing and drama that good like a Dragon games have, and but it does have. Um, it, it does go through the motions. There, it it, it does have the bustling city, uh, it, which in this one is uh, is Sotenbori Osaka. And uh, it has like uh, side quests that re- that or um, and side stories that reference previous games, many and, of them. And they, and they have a lot of things to do. Like this is a busy game that you can put dozens of hours into, probably if you uh, if you have the inclination to do so. But it just it, I don't I don't know. This feels like a mid Yakuza game that goes through all the motions, has a lot of the stuff. It has a lot of checklists um um mm. but is uh but but is not a this is not a a numbered series this is not a true one this is not one that i'm going to take 3 days off of work for like i will in january
0: exactly like to be fair it says it right in the title it's a gaden it's a side story it's a it's not a it's not a mainline game in fact what this game has been uh advertised as is a basically a connection between yakuza 6 the song of life and yakuza like a dragon so the seventh entry um in there's going to be big spoilers here for pretty much everything that's out in the yakuza series thus far uh i'll try to avoid specific spoilers for this game but uh at the end of yakuza 6 uh kiryu has been through hell a big a big japanese secret has been revealed and this uh this this secret faction of the government is trying to silence him and they try to bribe him with lots and lots of money and he tells them to go to hell And then they try to threaten his uh, family and the kids at the orphanage. And he tells them, if you try that, I will destroy you. And then they say, well, how can we be sure that you will not tell our secret? And he says, I'll die for you. So with their help, uh, he fakes his own death. And everybody, with a few exceptions, thinks that uh, the dragon of Dojima is dead. Um, so that's where this game picks up, and then the game continues, and we start seeing events from Yakuza Like a Dragon from a different perspective, uh, from Kiryu's perspective, because Kiryu shows up midway through that game as a supporting character. Uh, so we get to see like a, a a different take and a different point of view on uh, Ichiban's uh, story, which, to be frank, I like, and it was my favorite part of this game by far, because I'm a big fan of Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm pretty excited for you to actually get to that part, Solosi, because I think you'll, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, in chapter one, they even mention you go to the homeless camp from Yakuza Like a Dragon, and they say mm-hmm. that, uh, that a wild looking Yakuza showed up here a few da- uh, a week ago. So, so the bulk of Gaiden, to my knowledge, takes place during the events of Like a Dragon, and they might even recreate the scene with Ichiban. uh, of not meeting. I meeting. I mean, you, you would definitely know that, if I'm, but I'm assuming that's a possibility.
0: Yeah, no spoilers but you're going to see some stuff from different perspectives okay um my main problem with this game and i say this in the review is that everything we get in this game we have gotten many times before like uh in the in the review i say kiryu is separated from his friends and family and the and the orphans and uh he is he's desperately missing them that's yakuza 5 that's the plot of yakuza 5 uh Santemori is Yakuza Two or Yakuza Kiwame Two. Like that's Kiryu exploring this city and Zero. Yeah, and Zero. Uh, although he's very he's rarely in Santemori in uh, Zero. That's that's more uh, Majima's territory. Um, but he is he does show up occasionally in it. And uh, like the using money as experience points, that's Yakuza Zero. And a lot of the sub stories also reference things that happened in the past and returning characters. And it's very very much a throwback. Originally, as I understand it, this was supposed to be DLC. Frankly, I kind of wish it remained DLC, but that's not what we got. We got a Yakuza game that is, I think, a lesser Yakuza game. This is the lowest score I've given a Yakuza game since Yakuza 3.
1: I mean, they do give it a budget price, but I say budget in quotes because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, um, at least in the United States, it's $50 instead of 70 Hmm. But still, uh, I mean, this was intended as DLC for like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. But sometime during development, they decided to make it much larger. And uh, I, again, I, I, this is a side story. This is a guide in chapter. It goes through the motions of Yakuza games. And, and the thing is, um, Yakuza Zero was the Yakuza game where you where everything was driven by money you needed money to upgrade your side quest money to upgrade your stats money for everything but also th- it, that was part of the point they were making because mm-hmm. it's set in 80s japan when with the economic boom and incredible excess wealth when you beat up a, uh, opponents yen would explode out of them like rings coming out of sonic the hedgehog and and uh and the game was this weird critique and celebration of the of the Bizarre capitalism that was 1980s Japan.
0: But this is Yakuza Zero is so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, No, <laughs> Yakuza Zero is, is again one of my favorite games of all time. But this is not that. They're like, oh, we're doing this thing like Yakuza Zero did, but it doesn't have any of the like, any of the style or any of the point of view that that game had. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, I'm enjoying parts of this game. Like, it's, it's kind of, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun going around and getting into, getting into trouble as Kiryu again. Um, they, they have a, sort of one and a half new fighting styles uh for mm-hmm. him in this because they they have the secret agent fighting style where you use gadgets and sort of precision takedowns and then they and then there's also Yakuza style which is more like Kiryu in uh Yakuza 5 or 6 with some with a few extra tricks. Uh and there's a lot of guard breaking which makes which reminds me of Yakuza 3 and not in a good way. <laughs> but uh and like all of that's fun. But but really I feel like they dump me in a Yakuza playground, but it's an old Yakuza playground with the equipment's all sort of beat up and just reminds me of better days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I, I, maybe I've already mentioned this, sorry. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is the game at the top of my I want to play this list. It's And it's going to be my most anticipated game until I see its credits roll across the screen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, this ain't it and my favorite part of the game is the very, very slick new logo with a bunch of like a dragon characters, all sort of exploding into the Ryu Gotoku studio logo.
0: Oh yeah. They, they took some inspiration from like the Marvel opening. Yeah. it, it It's the
1: Marvel uh, flashing comics into red and white, uh, but, but done for RGGS.
0: Yeah. The RGG cinematic universe or video game universe, which I guess actually it is. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, sure. I mean, that lets us bring in uh uh, judgment and somehow Fist of the North Star into the fold.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it does. Um, now the thing about this game is, and they uh, again, there is a lot of there's a lot of factors in this game that I really actually like because it's still Yakuza, so it's still lots of sub stories, lots of wacky characters. Kiryu has a complete inability to say no to any person. Um, we we know this, um, but some of the sub stories, some of the mini uh, mini games are a little bit. Like okay, there's a return to pocket racing, right? But I don't know if you got to that far yet. You get you, you you. There's pocket racing in this game.
1: I, I've I have um seen parts for pocket racer cars for sale in shops, but I've not unlocked it yet.
0: Yeah, uh, fighter's not there. Uh, there's a new fighter, and uh, she is underwhelming. She is not the the thing I liked about fighter was as a character was. Fighter was a massive loser except in this one specific place where he was like the greatest ever it was his realm and but, he but would...
1: also i mean we know fighters in yokohama because if yeah you, if you've played uh like a Dragon guide and is, is the new one what like one of the little kids from the old sub stories or something or is unless
0: i completed the sub story there was a tease at the end that there was something else coming and i never could find out how to get it
1: okay it's I, I was probably giving it more credit than it deserved for trying to do something interesting, but it's, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll indulge in the pocket circuit stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, I like pocket circuit, but it's okay. also, it, it, there's nothing new there at all. It's, it's almost a copy paste in terms of the mechanics from zero and uh, Kiwame.
1: Can we talk about, uh, how uncomfortable we both felt in the hostess mini game?
0: Oh, do we really have to? That's okay. We do have to, cause that's, this was something that they were pushing heavily in the, uh, in the publicity for this game, which is okay. In game you're sent out on a mission to check out this brand new cabaret club, which is supposedly way more immersive and you show up and it's the same old cabaret club. You say, okay, you walk up to the guy and you say, Hey, here's some money. I would like to talk to a hostess. And then the hostess shows up and she's live action. And all of the segments featuring conversations with the hostesses. And there are five of them. I think uh, they're all live action and they are so uncomfortable. Oh my god, they're uncomfortable.
1: It's basically the same as the dating sections of of different mini games and previous Yakuza's, but it's FMV, but with a video gamey background. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I don't know, it, it is, it just, I, I feel like if they were in-game models, it would be, it would feel more normal, but this just feels weird and uncomfortable. I'm I, 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 uh, I'm not sure if I'll do it because normally I will do all the dating stuff in a Yakuza game because the rewards are pretty good. And I, li- and I just like seeing, you know, Kiryu and Majima um and, and whoever else get into shenanigans, but I'm not sh- like, I, I just did the one round that you're required to do to introduce you to the side quest. And I don't know if I want to go back. It, it's like, this is, this is definitely a, I hope your wife, girlfriend, mother, family aren't in the house kind of uh um, mm-hmm. portions of gameplay but like but worse than usual
0: yeah it, it's always been like that but the fact it's live action now i compare it to a uh a slightly naughty saga Sega cd fmv game
1: wow so this is really i mean you almost perfectly described night trap but that's not it, basically but I'm not, but I'm not excited to make that comparison
0: yeah exactly this is the kind of this is the kind of game that would have landed that would have landed to Sega in front of some kind of, uh, con- congressional committee about, uh, pornography and video games or something. And I mean, one of the hostesses in this game, uh, is actually going to become a character in, uh, infinite wealth. Uh, let me see case She's the first one.
1: Yeah. She's one of the two in the, in the first club and, um, I think they even snuck her into the karaoke minigame because the person that's at the that's at the top of the leaderboard at karaoke is named Jason.
0: That's pretty funny. So
1: I think so. And uh, but yeah, Kason was a popular, uh, internet um sort of idol. She what what are they called? VTuber. Um, Yeah, she was a VTuber for a while that went by Kiryu Koko, which was named after Kiryu. Uh, So she was well known as like a online yakuza fan personality.
0: Actually, there's there's a pretty funny clip of her playing uh, like a dragon. For the first time when Kiryu shows up and oh, it's actually yeah. hilarious. She, yeah, she
1: loses her damn mind. I've I've seen that one. But the uh like it's it's kind of cool that a one of the more well-known Yakuza fans is in a Yakuza game, and um but I I this is not how I, I wouldn't be that proud of this cameo. It's just
0: it's just awkward. It's, it's not it's, it's real awkward. I mean, maybe some of them are better actors than others, but it's also filmed in a really like not for nothing. I know it's such a minor thing, but The character is looking at Kiryu, theoretically, like you're seeing through Kiryu's eyes. But you can see the reflection of the ring light in their eyes, and it's really obvious. And the quality of the video is, eh, it's not great. Like, it's really not great. And this isn't a comment on the appearance of the women, but, like, some of the makeup is, like, not quite... Everything about it just screams low rent, like this was filmed in someone's garage kind of feel.
1: Yeah, it's... uh... I, I i don't know it, it it's weird to describe it it's it not sketchy um, it, it feels like sort of in between in game graphics and real uh filmmaking but not in a way that's interesting in a way that just makes it feel off it's, 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 it's like i'm getting uncanny val- valley feelings but from someone's real appearance yeah that's what I, is, said. I
0: said i said reverse uncanny valley
1: yeah you know, okay yeah i, I i'm sorry I, I didn't i didn't uh I didn't no. remember that from your review, but there was the, uh, but that's exactly right. It's, um, I, I mean, we're, we're going to, while we're complaining, I'd say the number one thing I dislike about this game,
0: mm-hmm. Please. there are,
1: there are vending machines everywhere
0: mm. and
1: you cannot use them or engage with them.
0: It's a little frustrating. I y- Yakuza
1: know. slash like a dragon has the best vending machines in video games. <laughs> and they just threw that all away. And I'm not sure I can forgive them.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I'll tell you what, honestly, that's not my least favorite thing about the game. And actually, believe it or not, the cabaret club is not my least favorite thing about the game, although it's close. I after I finished, I completed the first I I completed Kayson's uh thing. And it was it's exact it's a it's the cabaret club. It's exactly the same. There's no difference between that and Yakuza 3. The only difference is that they're live action. So you don't get like a sub story at the end of it where you have to save her from her ex-boyfriend or something like that. Like you always would in the thing you get to see the the character model of Kiri and who or her interact. Instead, you just get one of the really, really awkward soft porn Yakuza clips where it's like they have sex, but they don't have sex. And it's just awkward and weird and even weirder now that it's live action. Um, my least favorite thing about this thing is the story. The story, you're not there yet. The I'm. I cannot wait to talk to you about the end of chapter two and see your response because I actively, i am well, there's going to be a Chocobo side effect here. I actually said, fuck you to the screen when events were unfolding. It was so, the twist and the, the logic of it and just everything, it was, it was, I just thought whoever the, whoever is writing this is a fucking hack. It read like really, really bad. Uh, fan fiction. It read like bad Yakuza fan fiction. And I'm not insulting fan fiction there, because a lot of fan fiction can be really, really good, but a lot of it isn't. And this felt like the stuff that isn't. It was, it's really bad. It's really bad. It's Kiryu acting incredibly out of character. It's, it, 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 Kiryu has made some spectacularly stupid decisions in his life that have led him into scenarios that frankly speaking, he would prefer not to be in. Many of them including jail. But in this particular case, it's like he made a decision and found himself trapped in a way that I don't believe he would do. I don't believe it for a second. Wow.
1: I, 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 w- I thought this was going to be something like the ghost of Homare Nishitani from Yakuza 0 is possessing his grandson or something. But no, it's worse than that.
0: No, it's not outlandish. It's not like it's outside of the realm of Yakuza. But it's, I feel it's so against the character and frankly also the end of Yakuza 6. The end of Yakuza 6, I don't love it. I don't, I don't much love Yakuza 6. I think Yakuza 6 is a great game. I think the story is not terrific. I re- I, what they did with some of the characters in that game just makes me angry. But in this particular case, uh, at the end of it, Kiryu kind of does this organization. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here, Solosi, but in my memory of Yakuza 6, and I read about it, uh, just to refresh my memory. He says, I will die for you. And he goes into hiding, pretending he's dead. But the way this game seems to have interpreted that ending is that this organization did him a massive favor and now he owes them somehow and he has to go on all these missions or they will threaten his life and threaten the lives of those he loves. Well,
1: y- y- yes and no. Um, uh, Kiryu wants to... He he didn't offer to die for them necessarily. He's, he's b- basically offered to pledge his life to them on the condition that they fake his death and protect the people from the orphanage. Hmm. So from the beginning, this arrangement was Kiryu is alive. He's allowed to retire, but he has to help the Daidoji faction now and then. And his, and, and and his handler at the beginning uh, seems to be on board with that. But now Kiryu has got himself into another mess because, I don't, I don't just because of his, you know, stubbornness and weird uh, sense of loyalty. I would argue um, it's, I mean, it's their idiocy. It. I
0: would argue it's their idiocy to keep sending him on missions that involve the yakuza. Like they <laughs> keep warning him, if anyone recognizes you, if you blow your cover, you're done. And it's like, well, then maybe f- can stop show, sending him to places where people rec- will recognize him.
1: Yeah, they're not really good about letting him stay retired. And and again, uh, Kiryu is worse at staying retired than like Brett Favre for the, <laughs> all, all the NFL fans in the audience. But is, uh, I, I don't know, this game, like the uh, the setup seemed trite. And if there's twists that make it worse uh, further ahead than where I am now, that's not very encouraging. But I, I mean, I'm going to play it. It's Yeah, you're going to play it. like. I, I had a lot of fun with uh with Ishin about 6 to 10 uh 8 months ago. But I mean, I'm I'm ready for more Yakuza. I'd like to, mm-hmm. when I I yeah, I'm I'm going to play this thing, but but really the game I'm excited for is Infinite Wealth uh next well, year.
0: Well, let's pivot to Infinite Wealth because frankly speaking, I I don't enjoy talking about games. I never have. Um I there's a certain amount of fun that comes out of talking about stuff that's really really bad. But in this particular case, I don't think it's really, really bad. I just, I was crushingly disappointed by the man who erased his name. I don't know what I was expecting in terms of, I, I guess I was kind of expecting like almost a secret agent type story starring Kiryu, like where he's undercover. And I thought, oh, that seems like that's a really interesting direction to take it. But it's not. It's, it's just a throwback Yakuza game with some really, really bad plot twists and quite a bit of character logic. Um... And I have to admit, Solosi, it's making me a little nervous about Infinite Wealth because the story of Infinite Wealth picks up from immediately from the ending of this. Like, Kiryu's story is continued into Infinite Wealth, um, which makes me a little worried that about the writing. But the experience of playing the demo was something else because I had an absolute friggin' blast playing the demo of uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Um, it is... So much fun! Um, you play as Kiryu, of course, uh, at the beginning, and then you you're on you're on another mission, uh, and you're you know roaming around Hawaii looking for somebody. And Kiryu meets with an informant, and the informant just offhandedly mentions, "Oh, there's there's this big story right now that some some naked idiot uh, with a dragon tattoo on his back showed up in uh, showed up on a beach, and he got arrested, and then he escaped the police." Kiryu's like an idiot with a dragon tattoo, you say. And uh, tracks down Ichiban, who is also on Hawaii for reasons that we quickly learned have to do with his thought dead mother. Um, and the two of them go on a, a quest to find his mother in this very short demo. Um, and it's just friggin' delightful. Uh, first off, the dynamic between Kiryu and Ichiban is is lovely. Like obviously Ichiban's gonna treat Kiryu like a mentor calling him Aniki and, and such. Um, it's just really nice to see the style of these two Yakuza protagonists uh, play off each other and how they've evolved and how the series has evolved. And most importantly, I am extremely impressed with how they handled the combat system because that was a bit of a concern with some people. It's like you're putting Kiryu into the turn-based combat system of, Yakuza like a dragon, how's that going to work?
1: Yeah, you and it works you, really you've, well. You even suggested in a podcast last year that the Kiryu segments would be live action and the Ichiban segments would be turn based, but they uh, they they didn't do that. It's the Ichiban no. combat system, but Kiryu's uh, <laughs> um, like uh, uh, extreme heat mode. It like like mm. that actually has the UI shatter in front of your face and mm-hmm. becomes a brawler again. It, it, it's a brilliant way of uh, of handling it. I'm, I I haven't played the demo because uh, puzzlingly it doesn't unlock until you beat Like a Dragon Gaiden. Hmm. But,
0: uh, I suppose but, that's one reason to beat Like a Dragon
1: Gaiden. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but also, I, um, uh, Sega America had a uh, a video of some devs or marketing people playing through the de- uh, part of the demo. And I saw ev- everything I needed to see. It's like, um, I'm, I'm maybe not as worried about the writing of this game as you are, Jono, because I really felt like Gaiden was a somewhat low effort holdover. Mm. That, again, was almost just DLC uh so like i i really feel like their entire they're putting their full weight into infinite wealth and gaiden is just a, a is is you know just a mid yakuza game while mm-hmm. g- well infinite wealth is the like a dragon like next great like a dragon that we want to play so i'm not I'm i'm not that worried about that game but uh you know maybe i'm a little bit worried in the short term for how guidance going to go because it's it's uh it's distracting me from some other games i'd like to be playing uh and uh b- before mm-hmm. game of the year stuff starts happening <laughs> but uh let's say guidance I, I i don't think guidance is going to finish very high on my ga- game of the year list even though i'm only halfway through or less
0: i don't think it will either um there are some really like okay i'll actually before we'll jump back for a sec one thing i actually did really enjoy about uh a man who erased his name was uh, Kiria's new uh, partner uh, Akame and she is I think she's a delight Um, she's fun she's interesting she's like the strong Yakuza woman archetype but feels updated like at no point except except for one thing where you do need to save her butt, but even then it doesn't come off as Kiryu saving the woman. It just comes off as like a regular mission. She's just a delight. And also I think she has the best singing voice of any Yakuza uh, karaoke partner uh, in history. Her rendition of Like a Butterfly is so goddamn good. Kiryu is as terrible as ever. It, it does. It does help that um I believe her
1: actress is a pop star. Like her yeah. name. Her name is uh, Summer Breeze or something silly. I forget exactly, but I yeah. think she is an actual singer. Yeah. In the in the interview with all of the voice actors that they did over the summer, she even said, uh, "Thank you for letting me be in this game. I've been playing all of the Like a Dragon games during the pandemic, and I can't believe I get to be in one. It was it was very sweet. But uh, I'm not shocked that she's a good singer. They, yeah. They they brought back the damn." Samurai karaoke song from Ishin that oh God, every, that no. that everyone hated and even and even brought back the weird uh 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 courtesan uh stuff from uh, from whatever This is this is a confusing mishmash of old Like a Dragon.
0: Oh, it is. Though there is one new song. Um Yeah, the, nah, uh, they
1: they made they uh they, you have to do
0: it for a side quest. <laughs> yeah, uh silent silent holiday or something like that. It, it, it's a good it's not a, the best Yakuza, it's not the best. Uh, karaoke song, but it is fun. And the video is good. The uh, little music video is fun too. Um, sorry, going back to uh, going back to uh, Infinite Wealth, I'll tell you the thing I like most about the battle system in Infinite Wealth now. And it actually fixes my major issue with the battle system in, uh, in Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is you can move around now. So on your turn, you have a circle uh, and you can move around in that circle, which is fantastic because it means it opens up the world of Useful items in like a dragon, you, if you like, for example, say there's a bicycle there. If you wanted to beat one of the enemies to death with a bicycle, you would just have to get lucky that your character happens to be standing beside the bicycle. Uh, now you can like move your character over to the bicycle or to the potted plant or to the rake or to whatever the items are on the screen. You can move it over there, and then when you would use attack, it'll automatically use that uh weapon. So, I think it provides. It, it kind of really bridges the gap between the uh, the really active fun environmental aspects of the original combat system in Yakuza with the turn based combat of Yakuza Like a Dragon.
1: I mean, I, I hope I don't sound just completely disinterested because I because I, I I truly like Like a Dragon. I've only been playing them for about three <laughs> and a half years, but it's one of my favorite video game series now. Mm-hmm. So I, I am, you know, I I am enjoying like the most of this while being aware it's not the the real like a dragon game that i want Mm -hmm. but uh i'm I'm, I'm gonna finish it and in a few short months i will be playing that like a dragon game that i want so this is basically I, i i don't love this game but it is sort of making me feel a little bit more hype for the game i actually want to play
0: yeah i i have quite a bit of hope for Infinite Wealth especially after playing the demo there's there is there's just a lot of fun to it there's karaoke in it of course um Kiryu sings Judgment with Ichiban which feels wrong to me in a weird way cuz you're like oh no that was the song you sang with Nishiki but ni- um, Nishikiyama has the same voice actor as Ichiban i know which is so, pretty funny yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Although, god the english version of judgment sounds so weird i i saw a uh i
1: saw a youtube video of that and i didn't care for it um like i i uh, it's it's not as good as the English language version of Nanba singing Bakamitai. It's not, it's, mm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm playing in the Japanese dub,
0: mm-hmm. but. Uh, I am
1: too. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see,
0: see. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know what? We're actually going to need to wait that long because the game is going to be coming out early next year. So it's really a quick turnaround between Man Who Erased His Name and Infinite Wealth, which is a relief because I really could use a nice palate cleanser. I'm really disappointed with this. I really did not want to give it a 72. I really, I really was disappointed by this. I, it, it's such a shame. But you know what? Your mileage may vary. Uh, a lot of people like it more than me. The game has generally been averaging around at 80 or so. Um, and if that's your take, if you play it and you really enjoy it and you don't feel that the storyline is outlandish or in in my opinion, fucking f- stupid in places, then good. I am actually thrilled to death for you and I hope you have a really good time playing with it. Uh, but frankly, I'm, like you said, Solosi, I'm waiting for infinite wealth. I'm waiting for that ridiculously huge management minigame. Yeah. Holy moly. They give you an entire island this time. Oh yeah. They just basically are like, oh, here have animal, have animal crossing in a Yakuza game. Okay. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Oh, that's another thing I'll do like about this game, which you're going to find out. They merge the management mini game and the Coliseum, I think for the first time. And it make it just makes sense. Like you put together a team of fighters and it's like, oh wow, that, Probably should have happened earlier, but I enjoyed that. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah, I
1: did hear this is like the most, the biggest Yakuza Coliseum they've ever done. Yeah, it's pretty uh, massive. With uh, just dozens of characters, actually playable and controllable and not just Kiryu.
0: It is, although they're not terrific. um, There are a few returning characters from, shall we say, other series that you might run into pretty soon. That you can recruit for the, uh, you can recruit for the uh, Coliseum. Let's just, let's just say they're characters from another series whose likenesses are not tied up by Johnny.
1: Oh, so you, I, I might be uh, investigating some files, you might say.
0: <laughs> you just might. You just might. Um, well, thank you, Solosi. We're going to talk about uh, another a game that you're actually playing in just a bit. But uh, thank you for coming on and like bouncing off of me for this game. So I wasn't just because Izzy, I don't think that you're a giant like a dragon fan. That is a lie. Really? <laughs> yes. Am I wrong? what you. am i in you, you <laughs> haven't said anything this entire time why haven't you chimed in with thoughts so
2: uh th- i'm kind of at a point here where i know i'm gonna play guide in one day mm-hmm. uh i know i'm probably gonna have similar uh opinions to both of you on it um and i just just it can just sit there it can rest there infinite wealth is going to be great and it's not that far away
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Also, okay. like the game I played most recently was Ishin, and I didn't like it very much. So uh, I'm on I'm on a bit of a low with the series, even though I do love it. I, yeah. I am.
1: Well, the one I played most recently was Lost Judgment, which I played over the summer. And I uh, I, I like that game a lot. I, I think Ishin had a genuinely great story, but was just lost in so much weird tedium. Like it it, it had a harder grind than even yakuza 5 and 0 did
0: yeah it was a contemporary if a yakuza 5 and 0 though so that sort of makes sense right it was a dated game i enjoyed it but it was dated and we knew it was dated um, um but, but, I mean, but yeah but
1: yeah i i, I basically agree like um I, i'm not in a in a like a dragon lull exactly but you you don't need to go out of your way to drop 50 bones on this one Eddie, is it?
0: <laughs> i don't think you do either and besides i mean if you're gonna really if you're gonna release a dated game you should probably do some stuff to update it if you're gonna do like a remake and you're gonna you're just you try to make it better uh which is my way of segueing into your game which is star ocean the second story r um which you friggin loved this is true loved it very much also great segue (laughs) oh thank you um so yeah, Star Ocean, uh, it's an interesting series. Uh, it started out on the SNES. We actually talk a lot about this on the uh, latest episode of Retro Encounter Essential Fan Translations, uh, because that's one of the games we talk about a little bit. But in short, uh, the team that was working on Tales of Fantasia for the SNES split off due to disagreements uh, with the direction of that game, and they decided to make their own game. They called it Star Ocean. Uh, the two games on the SNES, they look and play almost identically, few differences, but it created a really interesting, like divergent history for these two games. Uh, And then star ocean, the second story was released on the PlayStation in 1999. It quickly became a very popular RPG on a system that had like, you know, some of the best RPGs of all time. Uh, It was then remastered as star ocean, second evolution on the PSP in 2009, which was received with some mixed reception. And now we have a full on remake uh, of it. uh, The second story R. so, I'm curious, Izzy, when you heard, what was your initial reaction to the announcement of this thing?
2: I was really excited right from the get-go because the, the announcement trailer just showed very well how gorgeous they were making the game after the PSP one is not, like, it's basically the same as the uh, PlayStation game, except with really ugly portrait art. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just immediately just having that visual update that, looks great. Like, I don't even really like how the original game looks that like very, very much. So for me, getting a visual update was immediately, oh, I'm on board. Uh,
1: I I think, I think, um, second evolution, like fixed a couple glitches and added one optional character, but, but, but really it's just a, a fairly functional, but unspectacular remake of the PS one version. But while this is a somewhat more spectacular remake of that,
2: a uh, much, much
0: more spectacular remake of, mm. <laughs> I would say. Well, uh, is he actually? Before you jump in, can you? One of the things I like most about your review was, uh, you're an excellent writer, and your opening in this is just fantastic. Can you give us a, a taste of your uh, your longstanding connection with this game?
2: Right. So back in, I think I in my review I say 1999. Um, I. Got Star Ocean two as one of I don't know one of the first PlayStation games that was my own, um, and I loved it to death. Uh, argued with all the kids on the playground, as I say in the review, that it was the best game ever. Uh, <laughs> I filled my like sketchbooks with sketches of the characters and like random items and all kinds of stuff, and just like drawing the logo and stuff. I don't know. I I loved it. I loved it <laughs> so much. Um, and then it, uh, it, I think I say in the review that it was basically my identity at that point, which is totally true. And I think that my childhood can basically be split up in times where a different game was my identity. <laughs> As a preteen,
0: frankly speaking, Star Ocean, the second story, you could have worse identities. Oh, totally. Uh, <laughs> there's Yes. It's, I mean, it's a class, considered a classic
2: for a reason, and most people do consider it the best game in the and series. Your identity
0: could have been Final Fantasy VIII. Oh,
2: God.
1: <laughs> I, I've, uh, I, oh, yeah, jeez. Well, <laughs> that was my I mean, best
2: friend's identity.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it, it's all right. My, my identity uh, was Final Fantasy Tactics for at least one summer in uh, 2000 or 2001. But uh, I, I've only played the first three Star Ocean games, but I think two is the best one. Um, it, 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 it's very weird, uh like like the, like the the tone is all over the place you can you you can walk into any city and just rob people uh <laughs> it it's uh it, there's uh 12 characters but you're only allowed a party of 8 so there's no way to recruit everybody but so you have to and you have to jump through some real weird specific hoops to rec- make certain recruits or find a certain uh uh c- certain side stories or side quests but it's it 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 kind of pulls everything off and um it didn't even though it's even though it's a sci fi RPG in 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 uh, in name only for most of the run. Like it's it's like this is basically a fantasy RPG with one person coming from a spaceship, but uh, it, it, nothing else really feels like it. And it's a very, very specific, unique uh, PS1 RPG that resonated with a lot of people. Uh, and it's also one of the best Motoy Sakuraba soundtracks uh get I, I, it's not one of my favorite ps1 rpgs best because i if i had to make a list of all my favorite ps1 rpgs it would the number would probably go into the 20s or 30s uh <laughs> it
0: would but, be a very long episode of retro encounter
1: yeah well you know what um we've um it's been on our ideas board for several years but uh but no one on our on rpg fan wants to play it for the podcast which i find other than, other than steph sabillo i think but <laughs> uh but a, a lot of people really really love star ocean 2 one of my close friends um who relies on me for game news a lot of the time. Uh I, I mentioned this to him. It's like, "Oh, did you see the uh the trailer for the remake of Star Ocean 2?" And there was like a pause over the phone and Then he goes, "They're remaking what?" <laughs> and he was and he's and I've been getting excited texts from him the past several days about uh about how much he loves this remake. So it, like uh, even though it, it this is a somewhat niche uh uh RPG in an ocean of excellent RPGs on the PS1, but a lot of people truly truly love this game. So, so so Izzy's uh um in, your enthusiasm for this is inspiring and that is a beautiful opening several lines. But uh I I'm not that surprised because people uh, you know people that love Star Ocean 2 are that passionate about
2: it. Mm. Right. So, like the Star Ocean series, it's like that I think it inspires that that niche and that passion in the similar to way of why the team left and made Trius in the first place is they wanted to make games that were super crunchy with lots of weird systems that interlocked in strange ways and like felt like classic um, computer RPGs, not just mm. uh, JRPGs. So in that respect, I think it's like a series built to create passionate fans uh, and also to create passionate infighting within the series, which I think is true of most RPG series, but it's
0: pretty strong in Star Ocean as well. Well, the series has fallen upon some hard times uh, prior to this. So I think the fact that after what seemed to be a few games that didn't really connect properly, the fact that the fan base has gotten a remake which has knocked it out of the park, as far as I can tell, uh, that's got to feel real good. Right. I mean, there
2: it, you do have the the splits and the um, fandom, like some people star ocean two is the only star ocean game really, because they didn't like three and then they didn't like four and they didn't like five and they, d- or at some point just stopped playing the games entirely. Um, that,
1: that's how I feel about Lufia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in my opinion, Lufia peaked with the opening of the first Lufia game. That's that's my, that's my hot take. It, it peaked after, after Maxim dies in the opening of the original, it's like, all right, that's the end of that. We're good. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Izzy. Please continue. <laughs> uh Right, so I mean, Star
2: Ocean Three is my personal favorite game in the series, mm-hmm. despite the fact that there's a big schism in the fandom over it, and there's a lot of people that hate it for some reasons that maybe are, make sense, and some reasons that are I find a little silly. But overall, like I understand why Star Ocean Two is the game of the series for a lot of people. There's, it's at. This point where they couldn't get to anime yet because there wasn't the full 3D graphics and there wasn't as much voice acting, although this has full voice acting in the remake and it's
0: pretty good. But um, mm. I well, think yeah. voice acting nowadays tends to be a little bit better than it was in the early days of the PlayStation. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, or even I the PlayStation
2: 2, it's kind of the like Final Fantasy 7 effect. The mm-hmm. So many games on PlayStation 1 just came at a time where the technology was at a certain level and people were at a certain level in their experience with video games that just made a lot of those things blow us away. Uh, and it's cool. really nice to have a remake of a game from that time that blows me away again, as mm-hmm. if I was playing it for the first time.
0: Well, one of the things that didn't blow a lot of people away about the original was and, and please, I'm sorry if you feel differently were the graphics because you were coming off of final fantasy seven and that was such a reinvention of the concept of graphics in an RP. Actually, it was a reinvention of the concept of graphics, period. Uh, but it, this game still had a very interesting, solid graphics style. However, you are really in love with the visual upgrade that this remake has.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, the original, I find kind of muddy. And, like, there are things that are very pretty in it. The sprites are still good because they're basically the same sprites. But,
0: hmm. uh, yeah, there by, was... that, by that point, I'm, pixel art was a known quantity and they could do yeah. it real well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: but, the, but the textures of the 3D models in the original are 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 quite muddy looking. Well, mm. it, and I haven't played the remake, but um, the, the backgrounds are absolutely spectacular this time around.
2: Right, like it, I don't know. It made my jaw drop more than once. It's just very detailed, very um, feels like you're in the world. Uh, there's a few places here and there that, maybe don't quite hit the same vibes as the original but i never felt like that was necessarily a bad thing uh and some of the places like hit the vibes better almost because Mm -hmm. they like there's the world map is just so much more detailed and stuff that like the town around a town on the world map like in the original game you go in this town it's like a desert town you go outside on the world map it's just grass around it like but now they can actually or now they actually have uh biomes around the mm. towns
0: that make sense and things like that but it's not um, just the graphics it's also you are a big fan of the new character redesigns and the game's art style right yeah there's i mean the i don't
2: mind the original portraits they're kind of fun in like a 90 or in the 90s anime way but mm-hmm. those portraits in psp on the psp version were just so bad <laughs> and they were uh of their time but uh the new portraits are great Uh, they feel much more in line with the characters and who they are.
0: So I'm very happy that they did that. (laughs) Well, a terrific aspect of this game, the original version, which Slosie mentioned was the soundtrack. Uh, I actually, is the soundtrack here, is it remastered or is it reorchestrated, re-recorded? Like how's the music?
2: So it's a complete rearrangement. Um, I've, I personally like it quite a bit, uh, Many of my friends who are playing it right now are not a big fan of the rearrangement and are actually using the original soundtrack. But they give you the option to use the original soundtrack, which is always a great option in any remake.
0: Mm. So it seems like this might. There are some tracks in here that may make future appearances on uh, Rhythm. uh maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like
2: Sakuraba is uh, a divisive composer. So some people really like his stuff, uh, and I feel like. I, I like his stuff he but it does I do understand why people think he his work is samey. Um, I,
1: I, I think that's part of that is I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm insulting Sakuraba. I really not but 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 I think part of that is that his output is just insane. He has totally. done yeah he has done dozens uh, of, of uh, soundtracks for including to a lot of RPGs and he has a sound that you can mostly recognize but mm-hmm. but when he's good, Sakuraba is really, really excellent. And I and I have a lot of affection for uh, soc- for certain Sakuraba soundtracks, but then when but then sometimes you'll play one and you'll you'll just feel I feel like I've I've heard this one before. So the, yeah. the samey accusation is thrown around a lot, but he's also good, and I think part of that is just a consequence of him being <laughs> of him having such a long and good career. Totally, he's <laughs> but it, but yeah, but yeah, again, like people are holding his success against him in a way that I think is weird, but. I also kind of agree with it being samey. I'm not I'm not sure how to feel exactly.
0: I think I'm on the same page. What are some of the other ways that this game, uh, I guess, improves on the original? You mentioned that there's a new fast travel system.
2: Yeah, so it didn't have fast travel really at all before. And now fast travel is like one of the most powerful fast travel systems I've experienced in a game. You can like teleport directly to shops and stuff within a town oh, wow. from like a dungeon. So you can be like bottom floor of a dungeon. You're like, Okay, I'm going to go teleport to this town that's across the continent uh, into the weapon shop. Hmm. It's uh, kind of ridiculous, but also very nice for a game like this, where there's a lot of events you can go back to in towns. You can do private actions in every town, and sometimes you can go back much later. And uh, or when you get a new party member, you can go back to the towns you've already been to and hang out with them there and things like that. So it's it's quite useful in that respect. And then they're uh, they're
1: better at communicating what's available in the private action segments, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that was, that was, that was an issue I had with the original one. There's a lot of cool stuff you could do when you did private actions in towns, which basically means your party separates and you mm-hmm. control your main character and can interact with, and ha- can have basically different town interactions by having your party separate in town. But um, it was kind of inscrutable what you could and couldn't do in a town with a private action and what, what, required private action to do if that makes sense
2: right so now they have and yeah i I agree like i do think there's a little bit of something lost in the discovery of not just finding weird stuff out but i think it's nice to be able to know when you can talk to someone uh like because it when you go to the fast travel menu which is also the map you can see like oh this town has available private actions in it and you can go there that's a much
1: larger discussion whether uh w- whether too much transparency it means the death of of surprise and discoverability, yeah. but uh, but Which, I I I I think I understand both uh, both perspectives. But but in this time this time around, I don't mind Star Ocean Two having <laughs> a little bit more uh, of its yeah. systems communicated.
2: <laughs> and there is more. There is still things you can discover because some of the private action, like it doesn't, you don't know how to get them all necessarily. Still, because some of them have very specific requirements in this game. There's so many private actions and like. You need these specific party members and they have to have this specific affection level and you have to have this in your inventory or something. And then and then there's a private action in this town. So that's mm. all still hidden. So you'll know that there's a private action if you meet the requirements, but you don't know what those requirements are necessarily. So there will still be stuff to discover on replays and things, which I think is also another reason this game built such a passionate following is because it's so replay. um positive it's so such a good game to replay for various reasons because of the fact you only can take eight of 12 party members because there's all these different private actions because it has this massive convoluted skill system uh oh okay
1: all right i'm sorry to interrupt you izzy i have three questions for you and they only require they only require one word answers okay all right um cloud or reyna reyna Presses or bowman presses and now here's the one that i think is the hardest uh, this is the one that plagued me the the two times I played the game. You probably know it's coming: Opera or Ashton. Opera. Oh, it's I, I still don't think there's a right answer to that one. Ashton and Opera are two of the best characters, and they're yeah. locked away from each other, and that just drives yeah. me batty. It's,
2: uh. I, these are something for you in both paths. It's true. It's you. You get you start the new part, uh new game with the the other main character, and you take on. Uh, it also lends itself to having one party be the weirdo party and one party be the normie party because uh, the characters that go well together are either the serious ones or the weird ones because <laughs> uh, like Ashton and Welch and Pressies all give each other like extra abilities and stuff by existing in the same party. So you have like the three weirdest people all in one party. Mm. <laughs> um yeah, uh, and, Jono, uh, uh, Pressis is a young
1: woman who rides a sort of a little mecha vehicle and has all kinds of weird technology powers. Ashton, can... Ashton is a swordsman with two dragon heads growing out of his shoulders.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, <laughs> I, she's not only does she have like a robo arm thing that she controls, but she controls them with a video game controller. So in the, in the original game, she was literally holding a PlayStation 1 controller in her art. And then in the remake for PSP, she was holding a PSP. Now she's holding a more yeah. generic controller, but... geez, lucky
0: she's not driving a submarine. Um, <laughs> oh, that got a little dark. Um, well, this you, you say that this might be one of your favorite games of the year. Uh, in a year that I would argue is more full of potential games of the year than any other year in recent memory, what makes this really stand out to you?
2: I guess it's... I would say of any remake that's actually a remake. We're not counting final fantasy seven remake. That's its own thing of mm. any remake that I have ever played. This is the best at remaking and re like making you feel the feelings you did when you were a kid playing the game again. Ah, um, uh, yes. which is very important. It, it's like, I, when I'm playing that game, I feel like even though I'm playing on a steam deck in my hands, I feel like I'm playing a PlayStation one in my pajamas. So, <laughs> uh, that's a very strong feeling, um, but that it's just stands alone very well as its own game. Like I haven't even talked about the combat improvements very much, but the original game basically doesn't have a combat system. You basically just bash buttons and things die because you've set up all your skills and stuff to make yourself incredibly powerful. But. They were like,
1: it, it, it's pure chaos, and then they throw <laughs> and then they throw a couple of boss fights at you that are genuinely tough if you yeah. aren't <laughs> if you aren't prepared for them,
2: um, right? And then this game, they were like, oh, maybe we should actually like make this more interesting. So you have mm. they give you a dodge that allows you to do a counter attack. They oh. added a a break system, so enemies now have HP and shields, and uh, different arts do either more hp damage or more shield damage and when their shields are broken you get critical hits on them and so so
1: so so it's it's east 9 and final fantasy 16
2: (laughs) (laughs) and uh they've rebalanced the characters so most of them like even the ones that weren't as useful before now are more useful you now get a um you can get a uh thing that allows you to break the damage cap before the end of the game So. Characters like DS who just has big hits that in the original made him basically the weakest character because he would or and spellcasters too they would all be very weak because they're just doing nine 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 once when like Claude is doing like seven thousand like eight times <laughs> so they've rebalanced this by allowing you to break the damage cap earlier so characters like DS are actually powerful now Ernest who was like the what second week's character probably in the original is actually powerful now. Yeah, yeah. Diaz,
1: me- Diaz is like the best character until people catch up to dealing more than ten thousand damage.
2: Mm-hmm. A-
1: at which point he becomes like the at least the worst melee character. Right. Exactly. Uh, but but, but it, with breaking the damage limit, actually, you know, uh, people that love Diaz are probably even more excited to play him because he he's extremely cool. Although, mm-hmm. um, but but he's low tuned for end game. But which is yep. which apparently is fixed now.
2: Yeah. There's. I don't there's new weapons and stuff so you, you, they're not all of the strongest weapons you got before are the strongest and you can also refactor them now which basically adds like a special factor to a weapon and some of those factors can be very powerful like vampiric making a weapon vampiric or things like that so and you can do that with any weapons so you could get the strongest sword in the game make it vampiric and then suddenly Claude can't die or whatever um it's and oh and the skill system of star ocean 2 is like this massive complicated thing where you have so many different skills from characters can upgrade their writing they can upgrade their uh like musical skills their perception all these things and they all like mix together into creating specialties and all this stuff and it was it's very complicated and cool but in this version they've made it a much more readable so for example on the improve skill screen you can look at the individual skills or you could switch it to a view where it looks at the specialties instead and you can directly level up the specialties and it'll just level up the skills that are required to level up that specialty to its next level hmm. uh which makes it much easier to figure out what levels up to what and uh what everything does there's and then you just press uh i think it was R trigger or something to pull up a menu or a a view of all the super specialties as well. So you can figure out which specialties to get to get super specialties. It's Mm -hmm. overall just, there's a ton of quality of life in and more transparency in how all the things work in the game so that it's much easier to get into doing dumb stuff with it. Because I do Hmm. think a lot of the people who bounced off the original just didn't quite wrap their head around all the dumb things you could do. So then it becomes a hard game when it shouldn't be hard at all because they don't realize that you can get more skill points every level up, and you can level up faster, and you can um, increase all these stats and get really hot and powerful weapons way earlier and things like that. So then they're just kind of left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also has one of the deepest
1: cooking systems of its time, which is which you know is is partially due to the multiple layers of cooking skills that you can upgrade, but also some fairly detailed ingredient gathering and everyone has a favorite dish and giving someone their favorite dish is a a fairly powerful bonus. There's a lot of stuff going on in this game, which I, what was it like a 1998 or 99 RPG? So it's
0: came out in 98 in Japan, 99 in America.
1: Right. Okay. So the, uh, it, it was already ahead of its time, but also very, very weird and sometimes, uh, opaque. But now it's, it seems like it's preserved the things that made it special while made while becoming a little bit less opaque and also just looks damn beautiful so mm-hmm. uh, again i'm 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 just glad that the hardcore fans seem pretty happy about this because star star ocean fans have yeah which as alluded to earlier have had their ups and downs over the years uh, uh Johnno, I know we we were avoiding talking about what happens in star ocean three I think star ocean three is super super good, but it has it has a twist that you might even call a rubber bullets twist, oh yeah. And, wow. and people love or hate it and i i i would i would be super pumped to see that game get a remake because its combat is among the best on the ps2 um but its tone and and uh and and uh uh and and some of its characters and villains are excellent but mm-hmm. but also there's just some parts that are so head-scratching it's I I would love for a modern audience to have some Star Ocean three discourse, but for now I'm I'm content with uh some good Star Ocean two positivity.
2: I could talk forever about the Star Ocean three twist and how I feel about it, which is to say I really like it for a lot of reasons. But obviously we're not going to talk about that here. <laughs> some of
1: our some of our audience is racking their brain as to how crazy this twist could actually be. Well, the, the part of the audience that has played Star Ocean till the end of the of time is yelling or seething or cackling or something (laughs)
2: i've i've realized that a lot of people drop the game as soon as they get to the twist too so they don't get any explanation after it so then that makes it worse for them oh that's too bad
1: Uh, well my okay my reaction to this twist which was probably in the late 2000s i i I didn't play it right when it came out was well this is bananas i guess i have to play to the end now um but uh good but but, uh, Jono, it's, it, I'm, I'm telling you, it is a rubber bullets level of a twist.
2: There, I believe it. Uh, one thing that I wish they had added to Star Ocean 2 from, because they, like, the dodging mechanic is kind of like blind sides from Star Ocean 4 and 5, and I think 6 might have them too. But, like, they've added some mechanics that are kind of from later games in the series. But one mm-hmm. mechanic that's only been in one game in the series, which is Star Ocean 3, that I want to come back so bad, is in Star Ocean 3, when your MP goes to zero, you die. But abilities use can spend either your HP or your MP. So it's you. It becomes this balancing act, and you can also do MP damage. So you basically have, like, two health bars that are also your resource bars. Very cool. I want that back.
0: That sounds complicated. Uh, but then again, a lot of the systems in this game yes. sound tremendously complicated. Star Ocean uh,
2: 3 is just as complicated as Star Ocean 2. Uh, yeah. I would say the series gets a little simpler after that. but And 1 is actually still quite complicated but too definitely built off of it
0: well given the fact that you were talking about you know maybe wouldn't it be great if there's a remake of uh, the third star ocean game and the fact that the game has not been doing fantastic the last few years uh the fact that this game has had this level of a successful remake and has been this positively received does it give you hope for the future of star ocean
2: yes i mean star ocean is a weird series where it's got it feels like it's just got to keep limping along like trice won't let it die which i appreciate thank you trice um uh, but i do have a hope that like this does well enough and is acclaimed enough that it means that whatever comes next from star ocean gets a little more budget to it a little Mm -hmm. more um, marketing just is cared about more by square enix and not just by trice Uh, Mm -hmm. so that's that's my hope that's my dream i also hope that Gem Drops, who developed this remake, gets to either do their, I mean, they've done some other things in the past, but this feels like their first, I think they made Crystar, but like, I think this is the first time that they've really stood out, and I hope they get to keep doing things like this. Uh, there's PlayStation, other PlayStation 1 games waiting to be remade in this style, like Xenogears, just saying.
1: maybe they could actually finish xenogears this time around
2: well then you need takahashi to come along or
0: that would be
1: be that's (laughs) a big ask yeah
0: yeah well it sounds like star ocean was underwater and gem drops went down and they dived down deep and they 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 managed to uh get it back up again and this is my really awkward way of transitioning into dave the diver uh celosi This is an interesting game because we don't have a review of it yet. We probably will pretty soon. But it's a game that really went under the radar of a lot of people. Uh, It was an indie game, and then it just took everyone by storm with how friggin' good apparently it is. Um, And it is a very difficult game to categorize, although there are some solidly RPG elements, so it is within our coverage. I'm just curious. uh, So it's a... Tell us a little bit about Dave the diver you've been playing it and I just really wanted to talk about it uh can you tell us a little bit about it of course uh Dave the diver is um
1: oh boy where do I where do I begin uh maybe you've played an RPG with a fishing mini game mm-hmm yeah and and maybe the fishing minigame's just okay maybe it's it's uh skippable but what if they made an RPG where the fishing mini game was the main game and the things like the story and all of the other systemic rpg things about the game were the uh uh were were the periphery and not and not the center like dave the diver is a fishing rogue like rpg is uh I, I think the 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 best descriptor for it um the the setup is uh a guy na- a heavyset man named dave uh has uh is invited to this mysterious lagoon by his old business partner uh, who tells him, "Hey, there's this bizarre uh, body of water that has fish from all over the world in it, which gives me some, you know, all blue from one piece vibes." And I have this other friend who's a sushi chef, and so how about we start this business where you catch fish all day and then we make the best sushi in the world at at, at night, and and that's basically the gameplay loop of the game. You go into this uh, into this lagoon to uh fit to, uh, to catch fish in uh in you know part the first gameplay segment and then the second gameplay segment you use the best and most uh and and rarest fish in your collection to sell sushi and and then there's a restaurant cooking and serving mini game and uh it it, like the the, uh everything about this game and that uh as i'm playing it i just cannot believe the sense of escalation i get Hmm. because at the beginning it's like oh you can only go into the shallows and uh And you're getting small fish and you have a little harpoon gun, but then, oh, oh, but here's, um, oh, but here's a, now here's some heavier guns that you can use to, you know, kill sharks and stuff. Oh, and now here's a way to upgrade those guns with tranquilizers so you won't damage the meat and you'll get more, you'll get more, uh, meat or you'll get more fish per catch. And oh, now here's upgrades to your oxygen and your suit so you can go deeper and deeper. Oh, and uh, now what's this? This is the the uh, remains of an ancient civilization of merpeople. people. And oh no, here's some pirates that are ha- that are harassing you. And here's some uh, some militant uh, uh, environmentalists that are doing more damage than actually caring for the environment. Oh, and and now here's a uh, a uh, a restaurant critic that was your sushi chef's old rival. Coming to try and uh, and and challenge him again, and and now we're going deep into the backstories of your business partner and the sushi chef and all these other people. It's the game just starts so basic, and just keeps expanding and building on itself. That now i I think the game has seven or eight chapters, and I'm in chapter five. Holy uh, crap! Uh, and but at every like at, now instead of just diving in uh, in the morning, and afternoon, and serving in the evening, I unlocked night dives to hunt uh, i've gone into the deep ocean i've had boss fights against uh i i had a, a there's it's a roguelike so basically the uh the lagoon semi-randomizes itself every run if there's a story place or a story fish you have to catch it for that portion of the calendar like that will always be present but the hmm. game gets more random the fewer uh, objectives you have locked in um there's uh there uh, once you uh oh boy once you um like like uh, you eventually unlock uh a farm to, to grow your own rice and vegetables for your sushi so like so now i'm like i now every run i'm like i'm like oh i wake up in the morning i go to my farm check on my vegetables pull weeds go to my fish farm see what fish eggs have hatched go and do my morning dive i prepare a tranquilizer gun because i'm trying to get sharks because in three days there's a shark event at the sushi place so sharks will be sold for shark meat will be sold for a double price uh, i'm going to level up my uh I'm gonna level up my um my my second cook to level from level six to seven, which unlocks the ingredient prep master ability. so uh, I have a ten percent chance of ha- of of uh of like of sort of a a, a double. Um, result in the in the cooking minigame um, oh i unlocked cocktails so now i can serve tea beer or cocktails and there's a different mini game for each one of those oh the guy who owns the weapon shop has a fever dream in the middle of the night where he's at an idol concert so now there's a pop idol rhythm game that i can play on my phone if i want it, it does the yakuza 5 thing of giving you a pop idol segment right in the middle of the game i was
0: about to um, say this game is unraveling a lot like a yakuza game it, in terms
1: of the it sheer it amount feel of crap that it's to- throwing at you tonally and in terms of activities, this might be the best like a dragon game of, of 2023,
0: Jono. Like, not for nothing, but it there is, was also a spearfishing mini game in Yakuza 6. There it, it
1: is. Yeah. It's like, imagine if, 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 imagine a Yakuza game without the, uh, with fewer Yakuza and much more fishing. And that's basically what we have here. I mean, in Yakuza 3, I mean, I, honestly,
0: I, yes, please, but it, yes.
1: In, in Yakuza 3, <laughs> I caught like three Meguro tuna and that became uh, and that basically bankrolled my entire playthrough cuz i think you get cuz money's hard to get in Yakuza of 3 if you get 100k for every uh, every tuna and then now i'm like oh, I'm, oh when when tuna come i need to bring my steel net and uh, to, to, so i and uh, and and, and, and because tuna are really fast and hard to catch, but they're in groups so you can get like three or four at once with a with a single net um, If I'm trying to target sharks, I'll usually try to get bring a a, a high powered tranquilizer rifle or something. Um, my biggest money maker is actually sailfish because i I found one place where I could reliably always catch a sailfish and it's like a rank nine ingredient. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a roguelike with a lot of depth to all the stuff surrounding it and it's extremely satisfying. Like and, and it also has like the business sim elements of a yakuza game because you're trying mm-hmm. to make as much money as possible when you sell stuff to the restaurant, mm. and uh, and and again you're like recruiting managers just like <laughs> just, just like <laughs> in the yakuza real estate games to be your waiters and your uh, and your cooks and eventually yep. when you get high enough level at the restaurant you can open up a branch and use and and send over staff to the branch to mm-hmm. run that it it's it, 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 I, I think uh, I, I'm I, Sometimes I completely ignore the story, but when I advance the story, it, it more parts of the game open up that in just fascinating ways. Mm. It's, it's basically a roguelike with a lot of side stuff, but every part of it feeds into the other parts. It's, it's probably my second favorite roguelike of all time after Hades, which is again, which I think is a damn masterpiece. And
0: I don't think a lot of people would disagree with you about yeah, that.
1: And um, I, I mean, I, I, it's November, so I have to start thinking about Game of the Year writing, at least. Uh-huh. And, and I think my contenders for Game of the Year are somehow Final Fantasy sixteen, Octopath Traveler 2, and Dave the Freakin' Diver. Because it, it, there is just a... The, the loop is so compelling, mm. and the game just gets better and better the more you play it. I understand like getting bored with the... Well, that first. Now I dive. Now I fish. Now I now I cook like there's a little bit. It's a little bit boring. But then I mean, but then you unlock the you discover the mermaid village or you unlock mm. the seahorse races or mm. and and there's so many side quests and 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 a lot of personality to all of the minor characters in this game. You oh, help. And a, by the way, it does all of this with pixel art. Yes, it's it's a 2D pixel art game. Um, And and also you help a you inspire a musician so much with your with your vegetable sushi that they uh that you get unlock a truly delightful rap called hot pepper tuna <laughs> i i again i'm 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 probably sound, this probably sounds like the ravings of a madman but <laughs> no it sounds I, like I a yakuza am,
0: game which also <laughs> sounds like the ravings of a madman I, but i'm enjoying this so much i truly
1: am um uh i i uh, it, it's 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 an indie game it's 20 bucks it came out on steam over the summer and switch very recently um my partner started playing it a few weeks ago when i was you know trying to wrap up uh, uh bloodborne in time for a, a a podcast next week um but and and she said you need to play dave the diver like this is giving me hades vibes and i'm like all right maybe i do have to play dave the dave the diver and then 72 hours later i was you know I was upgrading my marlin recipe from level eight to nine so i could so I could make three hundred and eleven dollars on it instead of two hundred and seventy five dollars on it it's it, it It's full of so many of so much minutia.
0: Oh my but, god! But it, and it so it, sold me on it, this. It reminds,
1: it reminds me that of the best parts of like Hades and Yakuza and Monster Hunter because I mean I I, I accidentally got uh, trapped into a boss fight against a great white shark, but I was equipped with like tranquilizer equipment and no and uh and so I got my ass kicked by the great white shark and I had to lose all of my uh stuff from that run. But then I came back. I upgraded my I upgraded my rifle into a, like a level two flame rifle and then I kicked that shark's ass on an, on another attempt. And just, I, just like
2: feelings like so that. Sold.
1: Feelings like that and um the huge satisfaction of watching all the numbers go up and and just refining that gameplay loop and all the extra stuff they give you to do with a story that gets more interesting the deeper you go into it. I'm mm-hmm. not done with it yet, but I am again, I'm not kidding when I think that this is one of my favorite games of the year
0: and it just sounds like it keeps unraveling and unraveling more and more gameplay types and everything it's really impressive it's it's exactly what it is and i
1: i i i i was dumbfounded when that idol concert uh rhythm game happened just just and and the game has a sense of humor every like every time you upgrade a recipe or discover a new recipe there's a dramatic like pixel art anime cutscene of your sushi chef like like you know like 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 meditating under a waterfall and until like he gets hit in the head with a fish or some nonsense so like it it, and and the absurdity and drama feeding into each other also is very very like a dragon but uh yeah i guess you can call this game like a diver
0: like a
2: diver i like it i was curious about this game but from how you've described it and the comparisons to hades and yakuza uh, it's moved way up my list.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's as good as Hades because again, like I think Hades is a genuine masterpiece and one, of my, and, and one of my favorite games of the of the entire 21st century. But this feels like Hades because it's a roguelike, it, it's mostly a roguelike that's very fun, but just keeps rewarding you and keeps building on itself the more you play it in, in ways that are just like astoundingly good. And um it doesn't it doesn't have the the rich characters or narrative of Hades, but it has there is so much in this game. I like like I I don't love farming games, but I will absolutely play a farming side content side content in a big RPG mm-hmm. or or like in a Monster Hunter game or something and I'm I'm a I'm a Monster Hunter obsessive around once every 3 years. So that's that's my relationship with that series. But <laughs> um but but th- this it it, it it feels like all of these systems feed into each other so perfectly that I am not bored with any part of it because if I get bored of one part, then there's, you know, suddenly I, I, I don't know. I, I, I uh, suddenly I'm in a boss fight against a giant goblin shark. And, and now the a new, st- a new part of the story is unlocked. It's, it, it, it's bonkers. It, it, it's, it's completely bonkers, but so fun. And, um and it's, it's a, uh, i i think i'm about 20 hours in and i'm not sure how how much farther i have to go because this game just keeps again like I'm, every chapter they give you new stuff to play with
0: yeah it, it's this is little, something that i really need to play
1: i i recommend it to just about anyone that uh that that you know that's intrigued by any part of that
0: I, i'm intrigued by multiple parts of that
1: and also let I me mean, they they have real fish in the game like all of the fish are it's totally incongruous because you'll have Atlantic and Pacific and Arctic fish all in the same, all in the same body of water, which they expl- they hand wave that and explain that away in the plot. But you know, there's like you're it, these are sometimes real species of fish. And sometimes it's like, well, this, uh, this jellyfish has a wizard hat on it. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to accuse this game of being, uh, uh, <laughs> ecologically or oceanographically correct, but, uh, but uh it's yeah there's so many compelling parts of this game that i'm definitely going to get to the end of the story I, i know that after the epilogue it basically unlocks endless mode or premium adventure mode so you can just keep you know maximizing the efficiency of your restaurant or what have you uh but uh I'm at least going to roll credits on this thing because it's, it's one of the best games I've played this year and in a very strong year already.
0: I really, really uh, look forward to the conversation about game of the year. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that anyway. God, my God, this game is, this year is going to be crazy. This, this it's going to be, it's going to be either a long episode or two episodes because there are so many games of the year this year. It's mind boggling
1: the RPG selection is insane, but my game of the year isn't even an RPG. That's how, that's how good, uh, which, which I haven't mentioned here yet, but the, Oh, uh, oh
0: what's that? Is it, um, is it on. something involving a, uh, a, a web slinger? No, no. Mm-hmm. What is it?
1: I mean, it involves walking around a city and getting into fights with people, you know, in the street. Oh yes. That <laughs> one. Yes. But, uh, of course, but yeah, 2023 has been a, a weirdly tragic year in like in, 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 the, in the games business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you the, the the world tour mode in Street Fighter also has Yakuza vibes. But um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I got that from the, what I saw of it. But, but like, uh,
1: like, this is a weird year in games industry because there's been a lot of layoffs and a lot of sort of uh, gross business practices. But there's also been some truly incredible games that that I think the game of the year discussion, not just at RPG fan, but in any publication. is is going to be intense and unpredictable
0: what is not unpredictable is the array of fantastic merchandise we have at our store um okay i'll get back to that in a second thank you both very much for joining me tonight i really really appreciate your time and i really appreciate you chatting with me about these games it's uh wow damn it you really sold me on dave the diver celosi that's (laughs) That sounds great. That sounds really great.
1: I was getting messages from my girlfriend every 30 minutes about the next, cre- the latest crazy thing that happened to her in Dave the Diver. And then and until I broke down and bought it for myself. And it is my favorite impulse purchase of the year.
0: Oh, that's so great. Um, Speaking of impulse purchases, if you would like to make one, you can find our store at www.rpgfan.com slash shop. Uh, We're actually approaching the end of our 25th anniversary, but we do have new 25th anniversary merch, including a really, really cool shirt uh, that features like all of the logos from all of the different iterations of RPG Fan over time. Uh, So please check that out. You can also check out our past episodes of Random Encounter if you'd like to support this podcast. We are not the only podcast here. We also have Retro Encounter. So, uh, Celosi, you very kindly allowed me to host the last episode, which was the uh, Essential Fan Translation episodes, which I had an absolute blast doing. Uh, What do we have coming up on Retro?
1: Right. We are in the middle of November. So we have, uh, I'm going to, I think, skip a week and release an old episode. And then we're having two episodes on Bloodborne a the classic PS4 uh, action RPG. This is the first time uh, we're doing a From Software game on the uh, on Retro Encounter. Um, I am enjoying the hell out of Bloodborne, and hopefully, I can tear myself away from Dave the Diver long enough to finish it in time.
0: Cool. Uh, looking forward to that. We also have Rhythm Encounter, which is RPG fans' music podcast. Last week, we had an episode that was focused in on game defining RPG music. Uh, exactly what it sounds like. Like, here are the songs that really define these games. And then next week, we're going to have a very timely episode that is going to be on autumn themes in games. So a nice a nice fall setting. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us here at Random Encounter, you can fire us off a message at podcast at rbgfan.com. I would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any ideas for future episodes, discussion questions. We didn't do a discussion question today because we had a lot of games to talk about. We do have a good one for next week, though. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you'd like to send me an email, you can do so at jlogan@rpgfan.com. at rpgfan.com. You can also find me on Mastodon at jonologan at I'm not the only person on here with the social media presence. Solosi, where can we find you online?
1: That's right. Um, until I eventually delete my uh, Twitter, which I think is going to happen sooner rather than later, I'm at the real monsoon on Twitter. I am also evoker for dogs on blue sky and Instagram.
0: Lovely. And Izzy, where can we find you online?
2: Uh, I am a person on this podcast who does not have a social media presence. So no social media for me,
0: but
1: it's just Izzy and Audra having a good time on no social media. island.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It it is a good time. Uh, so if you need, if you want to reach out with comments or questions or anything like that, you can contact the podcast or contact Jonah directly.
0: (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) Um, Yes, if you have any feedback, please send it to me with the uh, email that is above. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends to help us get the word out there. You can rate us on iTunes or other podcast players of choice. Uh, leave us a review. We'd love to read some reviews. Uh, again, Izzy Salosi, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate your time, and I really appreciate you coming with me uh, coming with me on this journey through all of these games.
1: Like a diver, Gaiden. <laughs> the man who erased that fish. <laughs>
0: and uh, I would like to thank all of you for joining us and everyone out there listening, whatever you're playing, have fun.